Welcome to Walking with Freya, a journey through special needs parenting. This podcast is a place for parents and caregivers of children with special needs to share stories, the very real struggles and challenges we face, along with the inevitable love and joy these children have brought into our lives. This is a place for unapologetic honesty, well-intentioned laughter, and endless support. A safe place for us to learn, share, discuss, and help each other navigate this often unexpected journey. Be kind, be supportive, and when you can, keep the humor. My name is Annie, and welcome to Walking with Freya. Hey there, Walking with Freya listeners. We are back. Yay! So I took a few months off, in case you guys didn't know. Um, (laughs) I hope that everyone had a long and glorious summer, and I feel like I should have something profound and inspiring to jump in here with, seeing as how it's been a few months, but um, I don't know that I do. (laughs) I will go ahead and apologize to anyone out there who felt the loss of this podcast throughout the summer. I imagine that many of you had your time and your days filled with activities and downtime and laughter and frustrations and the whole gamut of being human. But for those of you who needed more community, something like this podcast, I hope that you found it elsewhere or that you were able to go back and listen to past episodes when you needed. I was a bit surprised, actually. I checked in a few times over the summer to see the download numbers and they were still just keep and steady. So I know people are out there listening and I hope that you all found what you needed and that you are still here for this next run of episodes. And I think that in the future, it just makes sense for me to take the summer off. This is a one woman show and it was a glorious break from technology and the like and, and all of the details that go into making this podcast. So I really enjoyed it. I do apologize for the lack of communication, um, especially because I wasn't actually planning on taking the summer off, but I am here now. We're here together and I am reaffirming my commitment to this community and this podcast. And I hope that you all will stay here and keep listening. And on that note, I also hope that some of you will be open to sharing your stories. As you know, or not, this podcast is not just about my journey. I like to come in here and keep you all updated on what is happening in our lives, share with you our own challenges and solutions, if we have any, which we don't often do, (laughs) and offer any little bit of insight that I may be gleaning along the way. But this podcast is also so much of your own stories, your own experiences, and your own journey. So to that end, I need some of you to dig deep, to be brave, be open, and to share your story with us on this podcast. So you can email me at walkingwithfreya at gmail.com and we can set up an interview. And perhaps interview is uh, not the right word to use that can sound kind of scary. If you've been listening long enough, you know that's not actually what I do, that it's more of a conversation between two people who share similar aspects of life. And I love meeting and connecting with new people, hearing your stories, laughing with you, sometimes shedding a tear or two, or some groans, frustration, whatever your story brings about. So please don't be shy and get in touch. We would all 
love to hear your story and your experience will benefit someone out there who needs a new perspective or who just needs to know that they are not alone. So I'll just leave that there and uh, hopefully there will be some new messages in my email list soon. Now on to today's topic, back to school. I know you could have seen that one coming. I could rehash some of the more exciting and terrifying and annoying aspects of our summer, but I'll just say that it was a great one for us, but I am also glad that the kids are going back to school. Yay. (laughs) Oh, so my girls went back yesterday and I was instantly reminded of one of my biggest concerns with Freya, which is peer relationships. I'm not one of these moms who schedules playdates upon playdates or involves myself over much in getting my kids into a long list of activities. In fact, I quite like our downtime, our summers of being out in the hills with our dogs, hiking, gardening, river, swimming, etc. And I like coming home after school and playing puzzles or jumping on the trampoline and having time to make a good dinner. And just relax together. So I kind of like our, our downtime. And so in a way, summer was a blissful denial of any peer complications and challenges. But of course, walking into school yesterday morning and seeing the kids in Freya's class reminded me that she does at times struggle to fit in. Although when I took her in this morning, there is a new boy in class and her and one of her old friends, they were hanging out. So that was really good to see. So for those of you who are new to my own story, uh, Freya is mainstreamed in a Waldorf-inspired school. She is not quite up to the level of her peers in physical ability or speech articulation or some aspects of learning, of course, but she does do, she does do pretty well. And she has a few friends in class that play with her at times, and we do have the occasional play date during the school year, but Freya can be a difficult person at times when it comes to managing emotions. Does that sound familiar to any of you? <laughs> I think that that can be a common uh, a common issue, especially with kids who struggle with speech or struggle with physical ability. I think that certainly creates its own emotional response. Uh, And then also, you know, if their brains are working a little differently, if their hormones are working a little differently, all of that kind of feeds into these uh, struggles with emotions. And, and, you know, I mean, honestly, at seven or eight, they're at the age where they're still struggling with their emotions, they're having to learn. But I think that sometimes the challenges that our kids have can feed into that a little more. Sometimes it's difficult for Freya to share or to express herself, and she is capable of anger and yelling, although that's more of a of an at-home thing, more with her sister thing, and, but I, I've seen her get worked up around her friends, so these are not really qualities that people are comfortable with, or that they know how to interact with, so, and like I said, kids at this age tend to have trouble with their emotions they have really big strong emotions and our job as parents is to keep a handle on our own big strong emotions that rise from these situations but when we're talking about dealing with their peers um, that's something that I have a lot of uh, questions about how do we promote 
good interactions and how do we, uh, you know, nurture good, positive relationships between kids when they're struggling with these things. No, I think that Freya's doing all right. I'm not, I don't think that I'm a good judge of Freya's relationships because I am so emotionally involved in Freya and, and how those relationships and how those interactions go. And, and I'm very tuned into, you know, an, an averted glance or a turning away. You know, I see all the little nuances of, of how the kids react to her. And, you know, that's just me putting too much on it, I believe. So, <laughs> uh, so I realize that. But my hope for Freya is that she makes a friend who is as excited to see her as she is to see them. A friend who runs to her for a hug, who stands by and waits for her attention. A friend who can be patient and understanding who knows when to give her space and when to offer comfort and one who does not begrudge her the fluctuations of her emotions. So I'm basically describing the kind of friend that most of us want for ourselves and for our children. So let's all be that for each other. And then maybe we'll have this whole humanity thing figured out. I don't know. (laughs) But my question to you is, how do you handle playdates? As of yet, Freya has had two playdates where she went with the other parents. And I'm talking playdates with parents from school. We have family friends that have known Freya since she was a baby, since she I was pregnant with her, and they have kids her age. And so she goes with them. I'm comfortable with that because they've known her. They've been on this journey with us from the start. And so she does have playdates there, and things do come up, but um, the parents know how to handle them. But uh, so Freya's had two playdates with parents from school and both times she came back alive and with a smile on her face. So that should be enough, right? That should soothe my fears. (laughs) Well, no, partly because I overthink these things and also because I'm always concerned with the potential. Freya herself does not elope or run away, but it is a fairly common characteristic of children with her disorder. She does not rummage through cupboards to find food she's not supposed to have, but there is a deep awareness in our house of this possibility. Freya is not aggressive or violent, but I also have the tools, some tools, to help her calm down when she starts getting worked up. So the question is, along with how do you handle playdates, how do we inform other parents of what our children need to be safe and to have a successful playdate, whatever that means. How do we do that without scaring them away, without overburdening them with information? I don't have an answer for that one. My solution has been to attend all the playdates or to host them here. And while that is maybe more safe and practical, it does not give Freya the opportunity to shine and to be her competent and capable self. It does not offer the other parents an opportunity to get to know her and to learn how to keep her safe, thus creating and expanding the community. If you know anything about this podcast, one of my ultimate goals with this podcast is to help create and build an inclusive, expansive, and all-encompassing community where our children are understood, acknowledged, safe, and accepted. So... Perhaps I am my own barrier by not being open to more playdates. Hmm. 
how do you know where and when to let your kid branch out more? Is it even safe to do that? Maybe my intentions are too far reaching. Maybe I do need to supervise every time. Or maybe I need to say yes to the next offer of a play date and trust that Freya will be safe as long as the parents have the right amount of information. So share with me your thoughts. How do you approach playdates? Or do you? Are they even an option for you? What are the pros and the cons? How do you inform the other parent of the safety measures without burdening them with years of information on your child? I'd love to hear some advice and perspectives from you. You can email those to Walking with Freya or get on the Facebook group of the same name, Walking with Freya, or you can go to Instagram and follow me there, leave a comment on the episode post. And I really love speaking with moms who have older children or adults with special needs. These are some of my favorite people because you really, from what I've learned from meeting numerous moms of of older children, you really can't travel down this road without gaining some beautiful wisdom and being really rooted into your family and your child and your sense of being. I mean, I haven't noticed it yet. All the all the moms that I've met of older children have just been amazing. And I love talking to all of you, of course, new moms, old moms, you know. But the parents of older children always uh, amaze me with their perspective and their and just their being in the world. So if that's you, please share with us your wisdom because, you know, we're all here trying to to make it down this road and uh, and do the best we can for our children. So if you have any advice uh, that you're willing to share, we'd love to hear it. I will say, uh, this maybe sounds a bit tangential, but, um, you know, so I did this this writing group for uh, the special needs community, which I'm going going to be doing more of, and I'll let you know when that starts happening. But, and of course, what we talk about in the group stays in the group. But there was this mom, and she was an older mom, and she just had such this beautiful perspective. One of the writing prompts that we did was, what has changed in your life since the birth of your child or since their diagnosis? And me being someone with a younger child and and still kind of processing a lot of it, you know, in my mind, this question was, okay, let's process the grief of what has changed. And that's kind of where I was going with it. And this mom of an older child, her response was, I found my voice. (laughs) It was just such a beautiful sentiment and remark. And to to take this question and to find, to be able to find the positive and to be able to find this empowering. Here I've been, I've been given this, this situation or I'm now in this situation and, and to come out of it like, wow, I'm empowered. I found my voice. I think about that a lot actually. And so that's just an example of a, a mom who's been doing this for a while and just how amazing, what, you know, what beautiful perspectives we can get on life. There are, there's a lot of beauty on this journey and a lot to be learned from it. All right, that was tangential, but um, I'm going to wrap it up with a quote because I love to, 
few little quotes. I, I think they're great writing prompts. I think they're very inspiring and, uh, it's a good way to wrap it up. So <laughs> I'm getting back into the swing of things. I'm going to get a little smoother and hopefully this wasn't too all around bouncy episode. Yeah. Get in touch to share your story and tell your friends about the podcast. And I'm excited for this next year and to hear some more stories. And I have some ideas of uh, some more episodes to be coming out. So let's stay in touch and keep listening. So I couldn't decide between these two quotes. I wanted to go out with a quote and I found a few of them and there's two that I can't decide between. So I'm going to read them both to you. This first one is a quote by Muhammad Ali. He said, friendship is the hardest thing in the world to explain. It's not something you learn in school, but if you haven't learned the meaning of friendship, you really haven't learned anything. (sighs) And the next quote, and this we'll go out on, uh, by Ralph Waldo Emerson. The glory of friendship is not the outstretched hand, not the kindly smile, nor the joy of companionship. It is the spiritual inspiration that comes to one when you discover that someone else believes in you and is willing to trust you with a friendship. Thanks for being here.